It is September 29th, 2016. This is Room in the Trees, a podcast about stepping into the arena and a bow to Brene Brown. The following was recorded on September 15th, 2016. This is episode 22, about Brene. Room in the Trees is hosted by Trent Reynolds and me, Sabrina Harrison. Show notes including pictures, links, video, and more for every episode can be found at roominthetrees.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. Um, It's easy to get to. You just go to roominthetrees.com forward slash iTunes. And if you cannot wait to give us five bucks to keep doing this every week, um, it'd be really cool. It would really help us a lot. It's a lot of work to do this. You can go to patreon.com forward slash room and subscribe and you'll get special like additional content and little extra bits um, on occasion. We really, really appreciate your support. And now we're going to hear Brene. No, we're not. We're not going to hear Brene. We're going to talk about Brene. Well, the story goes something like you, you sent me a link to uh, one of Brene Brown's <laughs> Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a TED TED talk. It wasn't the TED talk that she's uh, that first got her attention. It was um, the ninety nine yeah, designs yeah. or something like that. And and I was when I watched the video, it was like she ticked off every bullet point that we tend to go over and over in our conversations here on the podcast. And she did it in such an eloquent and succinct way. And she's cute. And she's. She's got great energy, and she's so comes across so authentic and honest, yeah, and open. You know, like she's just a real, like real person. That is what got us talking about having an episode in response to that, and it felt like the more we talked about it, the more it just made sense to include the videos in the show notes and let her speak for herself because she does, you know, she she does an excellent job at it. Yeah. So in this episode. We uh, talk a little bit about it and we share some quotes, but our assumption is and our desire for this episode is that you'll just go enjoy the videos of her TED Talk and her uh, other other talk that we'll include and uh, appreciate her as much as we do. Last week, I downloaded Rising Strong, her latest book, and I literally have listened to it day and night for probably, well, I basically... I, the first time I listened to it, I went to bed, I turned it on, and it was eight. It's eight hours of audio, and I woke up and it had just ended. So I think subconsciously it just started seeping into my soul and started making everything better. And then I went on to listen to it during the, my awake hours and while walking the dogs and um, working here in the studio. I think our our listeners don't know this about you, and I didn't either until um, back when we built the room in the trees. You. You obsessively listen to <laughs> to lectures and talks and uh, like of, of people who uh, who yeah. inspire you. Like you, you gave me a um, a CD with uh, just, with some yeah, Joseph Cal- Campbell and Alan Watts, I think, right? And and John uh, O'Donohue. Uh, John O'Donohue, yes. exactly, and something somebody Knight. Oh, Robert. Um, Do you know um, who I'm talking David about? White. David White, yeah, yeah, not knight. But he should be a knight. Yes, and he should be a knight. And these were CDs that were well, well, 
confused. <laughs> like, like, I was startled that they still still could play in a CD player. Anyway, uh, I thought that would be worth sharing. It's like, you really get into this. These, well, these I know. <laughs> and I was picturing, because you remember me talking about the, the little Mazmiata and driving down the coast. Those were the tapes when I listened to them. Those CDs were in the car with me and in the, my little Sony disc van. So, yeah, very yeah. well loved. And I, um, if anyone's listening who's taken any of my workshops knows, that's those are my, I love playing those um, for people. Um, there's a lot of lying down listening that happens. So, yes, Renee just kills it. She's incredible. She's incredible. And and, and her book is, is read by yeah, herself, Yeah, so it's right? even it's more narrated. fun because she just has this kick-ass way about um, just telling telling it telling it like it is with so much intelligence. Um, and, you know, it just it was like a ventilating experience. She, she, um, opens the windows to conversations and storytelling around the feelings of vulnerability. And so I wish I'd had her talking and uh, her voice in her books back when I made Spilling Open and was, it was such a vulnerable experience to do that. And, um, it just feels incredible to hear her speak into those feelings, um, I could relate so much to. So she starts off and she gets the title from, for the book from this fantastic uh, Theodore Roosevelt quote. Um, Why don't I read that quote? Um, Okay, here it is. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Yes. Yeah. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. And now, today's episode. You have a good weekend? Uh-huh. I did. I started my book. Yes, you did. I did. I just started and uh, I was kind of thinking about what we're going to talk about, about stepping into the arena. Like, you just got to step in. Got to just step one toe in. Just. And, and previously, with previous books, have you announced that you were beginning? Or do people not know until you're done with the book that you are, have been working on? Well, due to the social media reality of our world these days, um, <laughs> it has changed significantly. Because there's yeah. this immediacy of... Um, well, it seemed like though in your post, and I and I thought it was wonderful the way that you announced it and the the page that you the picture you published. It seems like that you're that it, you're you're going to make this a part of the the creative process. It didn't seem like you did that in a like, you know, marketing. Mm, know. It felt like an authentic thing. It didn't think like you were just trying to drum up people's interest and in, you know whatever. 
No, because it's a long way out. It's like, it's not like, I have a new, I just did a new book. It'll check it out in two weeks. Like, it's like, it's definitely like a year long, you know, it takes about a year to make a book. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it got it me is, excited yeah. to be like part of the process or at least be a witness of the 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 process a little bit rather yeah. than just kind of having you come out with the book and say, oh, I just finished the book. I know. I feel like I want to bring that to Room in the Trees too. I think it'd be a nice weekly uh, little mini update kind of because it, all, that, all the stuff we talk about on here is, is magnified, you know, when you're doing something um, yeah. like this. And it doesn't, it never feels like, it brings up your, your biggest, the biggest critical voices and then the other voices of like, like when last night I was working on these spreads for, um, to give to my agent today, actually I'm turning them in. And I just had that remembering that feeling of like, I do this. I, I know how to, I really like, I really like laying up book pages I just mm. I think it's a very satisfying graphic graphic um graphic design kind of it, it just stirs this satisfaction in me versus a, a like an original piece of artwork it's so mm -hmm. much more satisfying to put it into a shape that it's juxtaposed against something Mm -hmm. and choosing the imagery that goes with the words it always it almost feels like it's alchemy or something it just feels it's like that's exactly right that works it's yes and it never it's never really planned and then it's never planned like i'm going to do this art it's going to go with this mm -hmm. you know I, I think of how many spreads in all the books it's like hundreds of them and never never one did i do a piece of art intentionally to go with another piece of art now mm -hmm. that i think about it and that's the most fun part of it. Mm. So that was a great reminder. And, I, and again, kind of going back to a conversation that we had, the just do it conversation about, you know, what I went, initially went to school for and was so drawn to that graphic design, combining words and imagery together to communicate a message and um, evoke um, a feeling of connection. Um, to be back in the, my element of that just is very clarifying to me. Hmm. Um, um, listening to you talk right there, I was reminded of something in, in one of the Brene Brown uh, videos that we watched, and we'll post them all in the show notes so people can, mm -hmm. can, can watch them. Um, but one of the things that she talks about is uh, who we are saving a seat for. Who, who's, who is the audience that we are aware is there watching us, observing us, critiquing us, and something like that. Um, and one of the people she says you need to reserve a seat for is yourself. And I thought that uh. that was kind of an interesting thing to think of in relation to some of our previous conversations. I feel like, to some degree, you have not, in the past, given yourself permission to be there as an observer and appreciator of what you've done. It feels yeah. like, like that, that in this moment... When you publish this uh, on social media and you're you're owning that you're you know you started a new book you're starting this process, I I, I kind of I think that's part of like my warm fuzzy feeling when I saw that is like I feel like you are giving yourself a seat, and it, as well as being in the arena, you're giving yourself permission to to be an observer as well and say, you know, this is something that 
is wonderful and I'm, I'm creating something that people value and that you're like allowing yourself to own that and observe it and appreciate it and value it just like all the other people sitting, you know, in their seats are. Thank you. Does that makes me a bit teary? That really means a lot. Thank you. That's true. That's true. That's true. And that's wonderful to, it's wonderful to see for me too. It felt like, that the way you start something that's going to take so long and that I've done it before, like I'm going to love this book at the end of it. I'm going to love what I put out there. And so the critical voices, excuse me, the critical voices in my head, what a waste. Like I was looking at the first things I'm going, this is going to be, this is going to be beautiful. And it let the, let the doubt and the critical go. There's no use for it. I think what it is, like, I trust my critical... I think a critical eye is really important, especially well, as an artist and in design. You, you have to trust your critical eye, right? You have to trust your sense of knowing when something works, right? Mm -hmm. and, you, and that's a great... One of the things we love about art, making art, is that feeling of when it... That moment when it clicks into place. And we kind of live for those moments. Well, I guess it's just sort of what you said, just re-saying what you said. I think Ste just simplify things, like step out of your own way. Just do it. Just name what you're doing. Be proud of it. Just make it. Yeah. This is my Monday morning talk to myself. I mean, I think I was thinking about talking to you a little bit about, like, we've never talked on a Monday morning, but I definitely deal with Monday morning stepping back into the arena. You know, it's Monday. You wake right. up, you're like, and this is what I do. This is how I try to make a living. Yeah. And you're inventing your way through every single day. So how does that, does that ring? What's your Monday morning stepping into the arena feeling? Um, very similar to that is like, it's a definitely a gearing up for trying to get the engine back, back up and running, get the momentum going, you know, warming up and, just kind of check. How does that happen? What does that? I'm envisioning kind of like like the what I imagine a pilot goes through when they're turning on the the airplane, like yeah. checking about you know a million buttons and switches and levers, you know, making sure every all the knobs are correctly aligned and you know all the different measurements are in in the right places. I don't know. What does that look like? It looks like me coming into the studio space, sitting down at my computer and. <laughs> turning knobs and switches and yeah about the same it's me looking at my computer and is there any way to do you think of changing like do you think you could to come in and start ever start and just do a bit of art first well i think i need to figure out or at least be a little bit more intentional about how I go about yeah. my days and maybe choreograph it a little bit more, be a little bit more aware of my moods at different times of days or on different days of yeah. the week and capitalize on those times when I know I'm going to have more energy or more motivation and use those times as yeah. instead of relegating my art making and creative time to a time when I know I'm going to just going to be drained and not have any yeah. like, desire or, or power 
instead give myself the times when I know I'm going to have more, you know, momentum and energy, um, give those times to my creative efforts. And so, yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, it would be wonderful instead of coming in here and just like starting off the week stressed about everything I need to get done. Yeah. Uh, instead, just like starting off the week by taking, you know, the first half of, half of Monday to just really dig into um, my creative efforts. So, I think that would be really interesting to see because then it also gets your kind of gets you back home to why you're doing what you're doing, what you believe in, and um, it kind of reminds th- you. Of that's yourself. that's what I feel like I'm missing. I, you you said yeah. it right there. Is like, what is this all about? And and I do think that you give your best to the thing that you care about most. I guess. And right now, I don't feel like I'm giving my best to the thing I care about most. And that sets the tone of, you know, everything I do. It, and it offsets the, it, it kind of makes things imbalanced and makes me realize yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm putting all this time and effort into the, into things that clearly are not the, the point. I don't know. What, I, like, what I, is the point? What does the point, kind of, what are some of the, some of the things that the point feels like? Well, the point feels like, sharing an, an authentic authentic and honest expression of my, like my own expression like sharing mm-hmm. my truth with the world with you know my audience who whoever I come into with, contact with daily and as secondary to that is is helping others to do the same so i think right now i am not I guess maybe I'm maybe I'm even starting with like helping others do do the expression and that somehow mm-hmm. becomes a little bit hollow when I'm not doing it myself. Yeah. Like when I'm not actually taking the time to practice what I preach, you know, I, I think that's that is like a fundamental truth I think we all can sense of the, the hypocrisy of of saying one thing and doing another. And and it is interesting how time can kind of shrink and expand. Like I know you wrestle with all this and you're doing an amazing job with all this time management, you know, incredibly has to be incredibly choreographed to do all the things you're doing. Um, but the way that time can, you know, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of really getting in, you know, getting into your work and it's hard. I know it's hard to do that, but it's like, there's that line. Someone said to me, it's hard losing weight, but it's also hard being overweight. So it's like pick one or the other, you know, mm-hmm. like it's hard to drop into the work, but it's also hard to not do the work. Yeah. Well, so, as, as, as we're talking now, it's, it's kind of hitting me that, I, I don't have a whole lot of time to devote to any one thing. You know, there's yeah. just the reality that I've got three kids. I've got the, you know, responsibilities in a lot of different areas. And I've chosen and I own those those decisions, you know, to do those things. But what I do ha- have um, a certain amount of flexibility are on, like, which hours of the day, what times I'm giving to these different responsibilities. And I, ah. I'm realizing... I'm realizing that you like just like you said like you do if I have 10 minutes well I do have 10 minutes I know that 
but am I going to give 10 minutes to my artwork that's at the end of the day after I've been really stressed and like all I want to do is go home and veg out? Or am I going to give the 10 minutes of my day that is first thing in the morning, you know, and my mind's fresh and, and I'm still feeling optimistic about life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I do have a tremendous amount of control over which, uh, which chunks of time I allocate to which, uh, activities. And I think I could do, uh, do a better job about that and it would make a big difference. So, um, we haven't really talked about, uh, we, I think this is all stuff that we can include in the podcast or a Absolutely. lot of it is. Do you want to introduce, uh, Brene Brown? more like formally like that's I've just dove in head first last week into um rising strong her latest book I got it on audio on audible <laughs> and she's a researcher who studies shame and vulnerability and um this is one this is her manifest this is on her website there's downloads that you can print out <laughs> I think that was probably in high demand. Like, like it's she's so intelligent that you feel... I've never been so aware of listening to something that resonates so strongly and then completely cannot remember what she said, how she said it, when <laughs> yeah. I want to tell someone about it. That's a mark of someone who's just... She's nailing it so beautifully. Um, so I'll, I'll read the manifesto of the brave and brokenhearted. There is no greater threat to the critics and cynics and fear mongers than those of us who are willing to fall because we have learned how to rise. With skin knees and bruised hearts, we choose owning our stories of struggle over hiding, over hustling, over pretending. When we deny our stories, they define us. When we run from struggle, we are never free. So we turn towards truth and look it in the eye. We will not be characters in our stories, not villains, not victims, not even heroes. We are the authors of our lives. We write our own daring endings. We craft love from heartbreak, compassion from shame, grace from disappointment, courage from failure. Showing up is our power. Story is our way home. Truth is our song. We are the brave and brokenhearted. We are rising strong. I think we just end there. Yeah. I do want to say to our audience that, you know, we are here having this conversation because we believe these things and we believe in the power of creativity and the power of each individual out there. And I don't know, I feel this desire to just express confidence in and love for the people that are living, listening to this, this podcast. And as you start your week, Believe that you have a voice, believe that you have a truth to be spoken, and that you are worthy of admiration and love and appreciation, and get out there and do it. Perfect. I think that is really good, Trent. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. And... Thank you to Brene Brown for <laughs> for existing. As usual, you can find show notes at roominthetrees.com. Please take a moment to review us on iTunes if you've been enjoying the podcast. You can get there by going to roominthetrees.com backslash iTunes. 
And you can become a patron, and we'd really appreciate your support um, by subscribing at patreon.com backslash room. Join us next week for an interview that I am looking forward to sharing with you. And uh, in the meantime, you've got some reading to do. You've got some listening to do. Go seek out Brene Brown and uh, get yourself in the arena. <laughs> <laughs>